Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. with the Master Key on this New Year's night. Wow, 2013. <laughs> oh my God, the scripture's real. Unless God's showing the days, no flesh will be saved. I mean, these days go by so fast. It was seen like it was just yesterday. We uh, entered into a new millennium, the year 2000. There's so much anxiety in the air the atmosphere, and now it's 13 years later. Wow. But God has sustained you and kept you in these 13 years. And now we have embarked upon, have entered into a new year, 2013. What is your expectation? What have you brought into this new year. What has the Lord spoke to you concerning 2013? Ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited because I have already entered into, I'm bringing the new into the new. We are such a powerful explosive move of the Holy Spirit on last night. It's indescribable. The presence, the anointing, uh, the things that the Lord did, how he manifested himself to his people on last night. Encouraged his people, built his people, strengthened his people last night. I am so looking forward to the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ being made manifest based on the things that the Lord articulated to his people last night and the things he did for his people on last night. I am so excited for the manifestation of the supernatural in this realm. I pray that your watch night service, if you had watch night service, I pray that it was just as explosive and as powerful as what we experienced on last night. I pray that uh, the Spirit of the Living God articulated the heart of God to the people last night, and Jesus showed himself strong. Um, I, I just It's, it's kind of hard to articulate and describe or share with someone last night that have been prophesying for with 30 years, but it still fascinates me how God articulates and reveals and speaks. Um, he always blow me away, and I've been doing this thing for over 30 years, been allowing the spirit of the living God to articulate for over 30 years. It's just fascinating and I'm, you know, I've been doing it for so so long. I'm still learning, learning how. And I believe God keeps us in that mode so we don't get familiar with Him and think we can 
We don't figure God out. God will shift on you in a minute. So I begin to look at some of the prophetic words. Matter of fact, just uh, I was uh, I usually shut in a hotel on uh, on uh, New Year's uh, Eve and uh, oh uh, and go right into uh, the service on that uh, New Year's Eve night. And I got a call from my wife, and she was sharing with me about a prophetic word that uh, uh, a matter of fact, a message that we gave. But it was a prophetic word. I had um, several of the prophetic voices to articulate the heart and the mind of God for that year. And that was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was 2004, 2006. Let me see, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Well, it be 4. Yeah, I think 2004. So when we begin to look at, God gave us a word concerning the Joseph anointing in 2000. And four, the Joseph anointing, which I think of 2003 going to 2004, the Joseph anointing. Now, when we think about the Joseph anointing, the first thing we look at is the palace. When God gave that word, had no idea that when he gave us that word, really he was taking us to the pit. <laughs> but nobody focused on the pit. We can think about the Joseph of grace, the Joseph anointing. Only thing we see is the palace. Uh, second in command over a whole nation. But from that time to now, God really was taking us through the process for He for Him to place that anointing, that favor upon us. And it really took place uh, the elevation October the seventh, two thousand twelve when we had Bishop Hammond here, and he began to release some things. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, the, uh, he gave uh, his foundation scripture from the book of Revelation, uh, and that is what God gave me on last night. And the Lord broke that thing down and encouraged his people. So what happens many times when we begin to look at even the number 13, and I thought that's what God was going to have me to articulate on. Usually that's what the last few years have had me to articulate on the number. And uh, when you look at the number 13 from this realm, it's a negative number. But yet also it's a negative, uh, have a negative connotation from the Bible. The number 13 means to rebel. It means to revoke. It means to defect. It means apostasy. Now, prior to me uh, doing the research on this number, I was talking to God. I said, well, God, the thing that you have spoke to me that you getting ready to manifest in 2013, this was um, last, last Friday. I was driving to Orlando to, to a meeting. And I was talking to the Lord. I said, how could this be when when we was reinstated? You elevated me to a place of honor on October the 7th, 2013. And uh, we had our supernatural encounter. And one of the things uh, Bishop God meant, uh, began to prophesy confirmed some, uh, many things that was already prophesied in my life. And if I had just recently got a prophetic word from somebody who don't even know me from A to Z, never met me, out of California. And begin to articulate some things concerning 
of the end of December and concerning January and March and June. Bishop Synagogue came back and began to prophesy those same same months. And so how could there be a tremendous move of God? It's supposed to move with God economically that you spoke through two people. Let every word be established by two or three witnesses. But yet number 13 have such a negative connotation. Then the spirit of the living God began to speak to me. Oh, I love him, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, heaven dictates and controls everything. Then the Lord said, there will be rebellion. He said, there will be a defection in 2013. He said, there will be apostasy in 2013. He said, uh, he said, my people will rebel against the spirits that has had them captive for years. If you've been held captive by the spirit of oppression for years, then 2013 will be a, a, a year of rebellion. You're going to rebel, and you're going to come from up under the spirit of oppression. You're going to rebel, and you're going to come from up under the spirit of infirmity. You're going to defect from that spirit of infirmity in 2013. It has started already. Tonight is your night of defecting. Tonight is your night of apostasy. Tonight is your night of uh, defecting or rebelling against the forces that has held you captive for years. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a defection. Spirits that have held your children captive, uh, they will rebel. No longer rebelling against God, but they rebel against the enemy that has lied to them, tricked them, and manipulated them. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost up in here? Are you hearing the Holy Ghost on this uh, New Year's Day? We start in this radio broadcast off uh, uh, concerning 2013. This is the first broadcast of 2013, and the Lord is liberating a uh, is liberating to you or uh, giving you delivering to you. That's where I'm looking. Delivering to you a liberating word. That spirit of infirmity that has been challenging you, you would defect. You will rebel against that thing. And when you make a decision to rebel, then all oh, heaven is getting ready to back you up. And you're getting ready to be set free. You that has been taken captive by the spirit of infirmity, you that has been taken captive by the spirit of oppression, you that's been taken captive by the spirit of pride and arrogance, conceit, haughtiness, and high-mindedness. You that's been taken captive by the spirit of unforgiveness. You've been struggling for years to forgive. You that's been taken captive by the spirit of fear. The devil has paralyzed you in certain areas. You're getting ready to defect. You're getting ready to rebel. Those of you that is ch challenged, <coughs> excuse me, with uh, perversion, pornography, uh, 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 homosexuality, lesbianism, incest, rape, exposure, fornication, adultery, you getting ready to defect. You will no longer be a captive by these forces. 
You're getting ready to apostatize. You're getting ready to experience, uh, uh, not you, but the enemy, apostasy. You're going to defect from that enemy. You are no longer going to be in cooperation with that enemy that has held you captive for years. You're getting ready to rebel against the spirit of poverty, like and famine. You made up your mind no more. No more. Yes, just 2013. Is a neg have a negative connotation, but in the kingdom of God, have a positive connotation. I love the word of the Lord in First Corinthians. So the natural things, uh, 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 the things of the Lord is foolishness unto men, for their spiritual to discern. A natural minded man receive not the things of the Spirit of God. So everybody panicking and going into fear. Don't misunderstand me. We will see a lot of negative things that's going to take place in 2013. But it's not going to come near your dwelling. Go ahead and say, it shall not come near my dwelling. Say it again. It shall not come near my dwelling. One more time. It shall not come near my dwelling. Out of your mouth. You decree it. Out of your mouth, you declare it. That when 2013 is supposed to have such a negative connotation towards it, God's going to allow you to prosper. Where it appeared to everything around you not prospering. Where everybody else has been challenged, God is going to allow you to experience the level and measure of freedom and liberty that you have not experienced in a long time. Not only that, but I didn't share this last night, but the Lord spoke to me, he said, he said, not only would there be a spiritual defection, a spiritual rebellion, but it also shall be a natural rebellion. I'm going to cause the witches and the warlocks to rebel against their master. I'm going to cause the witches and the warlocks to defect. Because I'm getting ready to call, allow them to encounter me. And now they're going to know the real from the false. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I decree and declare there will be more witches in the world as to come to the kingdom of God in 2013. In the history of the church. Do you remember in the word of the Lord in the book of Acts? Paul labored. I forgot which country this was he was in, and, and to the point um, that he called down that prince spirit over that particular country, and all the people came and brought their witchcraft books, paraphernalia, and they burnt them. Oh, what a mighty move of God. What a mighty move of God. God is, has raised in them. Has raised up and is raising up almost a half, but we can really see come to the forefront. Men and women has been on the back burner, and God has had them healed for, healed for years. Let me read something to you. This was the word of the Lord that uh, uh, we shared last night, the scripture, foundation of scripture, and I want to share some principles with you out of that uh, from our watch night service. And this is the word of the Lord that was spoken. Uh, over uh, was given to us by our bishop, uh, Bishop Bill Hammond, uh, when he came to us. 
And he said the, he all, when he goes to a church on a Sunday morning, he always asks God, what is his, what's the word of the Lord for that house? He don't want to just preach a message that he'll preach before. The man been in the ministry for 60-some years. Uh, he don't want to preach a, a message, uh, 50-some years, I think, uh, that he don't just preach. So he said, Lord, what is your heart and your mind for this church? And the Lord said, tell them that they are like the Philadelphia church. The only church that was not rebuked by the Lord. The Philadelphia church was considered the faithful church. And that person believed this word that God gave us wasn't only for a panorama, but I believe there's a lot of Philadelphia churches globally that has been faithful. They stood, and they did not quit on God. They did not give up on God. And God is rewarding you now. Not getting ready. God is rewarding you now. Since October the 7th until now, so many explosive things has been taking place in my life. God has been on some extraordinary things. And it seemed like uh, November and December, it was like catch-up month. That the last, I said, three to five years, I mean, hell, I was experiencing hell left and right. But nobody would never know because I'm not that kind of a person. I'm not a complainer. I'm not a mummer. Uh, I don't do that in my home. I don't do that with my peers. I don't do that in my leadership. Uh, my, nobody would ever be able to tell that I'm being challenged or going through anything. That's the kind of person I am. It's not because I try to be like Superman, but my faith, my trust, my confidence is really in the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. I believe that word, that God cannot fail, God cannot lie. That's this kind of person I am. Uh, I was challenged tremendous. I don't really get challenged in my body. But I had such an excruciating pain. As a matter of fact, Christmas Day, I was sharing with somebody yesterday. Uh, I was in bed basically all day Christmas Day. And uh, uh, and I missed the prayer line. I don't miss the prayer line, the pastoral line that we had. I don't miss that. Uh, they didn't even hear the alarm go off, nothing, uh, the very next day. Excruciating pain. I de- didn't turn my post up, went to church in pain. Could have easily told my wife to preach, uh, one of the other preachers to preach. That's the kind of person I am. I'm not going to let the devil, only way I'm not going to preach, I can't talk. I can't walk. I'm not going to give up my assignment. And, I, and and the God, Lord, that's how that's how you experience him. That's how you encounter him. You can never experience him and encounter him if you don't put yourself in a position or allow him to put you in a position to encounter him. You don't need a miracle when everything is working. Miracles only is released uh, towards something that has ceased to operate or ceased to function in the natural. When the children of Israel cross some Jordan. As soon as they crossed Jordan, there was no more manner. God rained no more manner down. They didn't need it. They're in the promised land now. They they got uh, a, a, a vineyards that they didn't plant, fruit trees they didn't plant, houses that they didn't build. They didn't need a miracle. They didn't need the, the fire by night and the cloud by day. 
once they cross the Jordan. But as long as you're in your wilderness, it requires supernatural aid, supernatural help. And one of the reasons so many people never experience or have an encounter with Jesus or the Holy Spirit, because when God do lead them into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, they always run to human help, human aid. And there you cut yourself off from supernatural assistance, supernatural aid. And when we run to human aid and help, it's nothing but a revelation. We don't know God. We can preach God, but don't know him. It's a revelation, ladies and gentlemen, that we do not trust him, and you can't trust who you don't know. And we cut ourselves off. And those individuals that we go to, which you don't realize to understand, they end up becoming God. They end up becoming your God. So what God does, ladies and gentlemen, he allow it to be to position you to encounter him. He allow you and I to experience like so you and I can experience supernatural aid, supernatural assistance. Now, that's what uh, I, I was going through uh, uh, for the last, i say, five years. Now, I'm going to share something with you that brought very uh, a great conviction to me, uh, something I experienced on last year. And, and, and I think that was my first time ever doing this. We went through a major transition. I'm, I'm going to show you something about supernatural aid and supernatural help. We went through a, a, a great transition. And so uh, our finances in the church had begun to go down. So uh, my anniversary, uh, I have one day. I just don't have one day, uh, uh, five days, three days. Uh, I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't do it. And, uh, and 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 I'm I'm not critical of judgment of anybody else that does anything. You got to do what God tell you to do. I'm just saying me. I just don't 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 do it. And uh, I don't talk about nobody else uh, who does do it because they got to do what God tell them to do. And don't you move and try to do what everybody else do. Do what God tell you to do. If God tell you have a month, you do a month because it's not going to work if it's not God. Do what God tell you to do. And so, and don't be moved by everybody else. Do what God told you to do. And you got to do that. Now, I'm going to show you something here. Now, the Spirit of God brought great conviction to me. Now, if there's any pastors that's on the line, this may help you and assist you. Uh, I'm one that believes... Uh, uh, and supernatural aid and assistance. When we went through our uh, transition and the uh, the finances that the congregation gave me, I left it in the bank. I said, well, I'm going to leave this in the bank because, you know, I mean, it's going to help with the budget for the rent, for, uh, you know, and it wasn't enough to last for the whole year, but it, 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 it would assist. And I was sharing some principles with my uh, leadership. It was, uh, it was a uh, well, a preacher here, and he, he shared a book with me, which I'd never heard of before. So uh, he thought it would be good for the leadership. So I got the book, began to read it. And 
And there's a scripture in the book of uh, Corinthians. And this have everything to do with flowing in the supernatural or dealing with things in the natural. When I begin to read, Paul in 1 Corinthians went to the Corinthian church. And Paul said, I'm not going to take an offering from you because I don't want to be a burden to you. He comes back in uh, 2 Corinthians and, uh, and apologized to them. He said, listen, I, I want to apologize to you. I miss God. I didn't want to be a burden to you uh, by not receiving an offering from you. He said, but I, I, I missed it. I missed it. And I'm going to tell you how I missed it. Let me see, can I find that scripture? He says, because I have made you inferior. You are more inferior than all of the other churches. I made you inferior by not receiving from you. I made you inferior. When I saw that, that thing hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, oh, my God. Lord, forgive me. And I'm going to tell you what the Lord said to me. Here it is, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 12 through 13. Notice what the uh, what the uh, uh, the author says here, Paul, which is the author. Truly, the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience, and signs, and wonders, and mighty deeds. For what is it wherein ye were inferior to other churches, except it be that I myself was not burdensome to you? Forgive me for this wrong. Forgive me for not allowing you to pour into me. And because I didn't allow you to pour into me, I made you inferior to all other churches. I made you inferior. And when I saw that, God said, I have always been your source. You have always lived, lived by faith with me. You've always trusted me. And I have always provided for you supernaturally. We went through, in the history of this church, we went through three major transitions, and all was God, wasn't the devil. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand something about transition. All transition requires death. If there's no death, you will never experience resurrection. Never. And because we don't understand transition, we fight. We complain, we murmur because we understand and we call it the devil. Everything that is in the kingdom of God, everything that is about God, must experience transition. Your marriage must experience transition. Your family must experience transition. Your church must experience transition. Your business must experience transition. Your body must experience transition. Everything that's of God in the kingdom, and even in the natural world, must experience transition. I live in South Florida. We don't experience, we have four seasons, but we don't experience the full-blown-out manifestation of four seasons like the people in the north. Those that live in the north, they experience four major transitions a year. Winter, spring, summer, fall. So they experience four different transitions. 
And in each one of those transition, in the midst of those transition, a death is taking place for life to be experienced. Are you getting this? Everybody in the in the north, they love springtime. Because in the in the wintertime, you live up north, in the wintertime everything is dead, gloomy, wet, uh lifeless. No leaves on trees. The grass is brown. Everything just looks dead, dead, dead. So very few people celebrate winter seasons, even spiritually. Everybody loves spring and summer. And when you begin to see everything begin to blossom in the spring, you say, wow, isn't it beautiful? Isn't springtime beautiful? You begin to see the grass begin to turn green. You begin to see flowers and leaves begin to grow on trees. You begin to see, I mean, everything begins to look luscious. But what people do not understand, spring is nothing but a manifestation of the growth that took place in winter. While everything appeared to be dead on the outside, it really was growing on the inside. If there was no growth in winter, you would not see those leaves in springtime. You would not see those flowers in, in, in springtime. You would not see the grass turn green in springtime if there was no growth in winter. Growth was taking place under the ground. The roots was being revigorated. The roots was being strengthened. And so the strength of the roots, the growth that took place under the ground, manifested itself in the spring. Are you getting this? So when God spoke to me and said, when you did not take your anniversary finance that was sold into you. He said you cut yourself off on the supernatural. He said you made this church inferior. You made yourself inferior. This is why you cut yourself off from the supernatural because you became the provider. You took what I gave you for me and you put it back into the, the account because now you became the savior of Panorama. You became, because you, well, you begin to think naturally, like a natural man. He said, you've never been that way before. Man, that thing hit me like a ton of birds. And you made panorama inferior. You made yourself inferior. Cutting, cutting yourself off from supernatural aid, supernatural help, supernatural assistance. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the order of God. And God has always moved supernatural for me economically. It has always, but it has always required me to sacrifice, to do something, to give something that I've never done before. Or he'll tell me, I want you to give this away. Get this away. Buy this person a car. Do this right here. And don't tell me, he never tell me, if you do this, I'm going to promise you this. 
have nothing. It's obedience. It's simply obedience. Obedience requires. It's not required. Obedience is required in order for you to tap into the supernatural, to live in the supernatural. So when we read this particular scripture in the Word of God, in Second Corinthians here, chapter 12, verse 12 and 13, when I read that, I repented to the Most High God. I said, God, forgive me. Forgive me. Now notice how the church became inferior because they did not do the right thing towards the man of God that God assigned over them. And this is an area that the Christian, I don't care how much you fast, I don't care how much you pray, I don't care what you do. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a system for God to cause you to be blessed. God has a system. God has created a system to get you what you need. Every human being, and the Lord don't turn this, don't turn this thing, because God, I really believe, God is really trying to set you up for to experience supernatural uh, uh, transfer of wealth in 2013. I really believe that. But if you don't understand the principle, you're going to be tricked, you're going to be manipulated, and I don't care what kind of prophecies you get, I don't care how you fast, how you pray, you cannot go beyond the principle. The principle is designed to bless you. There's laws that is designed to bless you. Laws is designed to protect you. Laws is designed to bless you. Now, we're in the beginning of the year. We're in the beginning of the year. Now, I'm going to tell you what that means. For my household, it means first fruits for us. For panorama, it means first fruits. But that means my paycheck and my wife's paycheck is going to be put in the mail this Friday, the first paycheck of the year. And it's going to be released to our bishop. The first always protects the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, and the tenth. What you do in the first determines what's going to happen the rest of the year. I can't afford to. Well, you may not be able to afford to, but it's the word of the Lord. So that puts you and makes you an excellent candidate to experience the supernatural. I haven't seen God fail us. God have not failed the McKenzie household. He have not failed my wife and myself. When I first came into the knowledge of, of first fruits, man, I did it. I wasn't always in the knowledge of it. But when I first came into the knowledge of it, I did it. And I knew it was going to require supernatural aid and help for the rest of the, uh, that month. And he always come through. And the problem with you, the majority of Christians, we are fearful to obey God. Because, you know why? Because you did the same, you do the same thing that I did last year. You become God. You become your source. You become your protector. You become your provider. You begin to think in the natural and cutting yourself off from supernatural aid. You make yourself inferior. I know this is the Holy Ghost tonight because I had no intention going this route. That's the way it works. That's how the prophetic works. 
because I get ready to share with you what I shared with last night. And now the Lord is dealing with uh, uh, how we make ourselves inferior because we will not do, step out by faith and do what is required in order for you and I to tap into the realm of God, to tap into the aid of God, to tap into the supernatural. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you that even struggle with tithes, now notice what the scripture says. Will a man rob God? And this is just not only for the lay people. And this is what bothers me about us, pre- us preachers. We're some of the biggest hypocrites in the world because we, we demand the people to do stuff that you ain't willing to do. Now, I'm not going to put myself in that category because I don't live that way. And it bothers me to see the hypocrisy in the body of Christ. When God is trying, God has set up a system to bless you, to aid you, to assist you, to get something to you supernaturally. And watch it right here. In, in the word of the will a man rob God? So how have we robbed you? In tithes and offering. How? In tithes and offering. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Now, at that particular time, you know, we got so much controversy about tithes and offering. At that time, people, they didn't, they wasn't money. And that. When I hear people talk like that, I'm going to tell you something. It's nothing but a poverty mentality trying to fix, try to use the scripture, try to study the scripture and search the scripture for a reason not to pay tithes. That is a person which reveals they have a poverty mentality and they're stingy. They don't want to give God what belongs to them. Try to use the scripture to determine why you shouldn't do what God tells you to do. And look at those kind of people's lives. Look at their lives. They're always struggling. God set the system up so you and I will not live by faith in this realm. We live by faith in the realm of God that created this realm. So he said, man, how you have your up in times and offering? Prove me now here with said the Lord. Of hosts, if I would not pull, uh, open up the ones of heaven and pull you out of blessing, you have room not to receive. And your fruit should not cast itself from his vine. And I think it's our rebuke to devour. And, and, and your fruit shall not cast itself from his vine before it's time. Now watch this right here. The tithes and offerings, you wrote me tithes and What was the tithes and offering back then? Tithes and offerings today is, is, is whatever money, fruits, vegetables, in case we, we, we don't li- I don't live in the, uh, on a farm. They brought meat. They brought grain. They brought fruit. Now, my question would be to you, Do and they brought wine. And it's not giving nobody a license to go out drink wine. That's between you and God. You know that you 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 uh, uh, like wine before you got saved and how wine made you forget to say, why would you fool around with it? But nevertheless, between you and God. Now, do God eat meat? They brought their tithes came in meat. Do God eat fruits? Their tithes came in fruits. And grain. And wine. A tenth of everything that God gave them was to be given to God. But what what's God gonna do with it? It says he's a spirit and he don't eat meat because he had a representative to receive it for him, which was the priest and the Levitical, the, the, the priest and the Levites. The priest. They received it for him. 
So when you rob God, you was robbing the priest. And God said, this whole nation has robbed me. He said, you haven't brought me my tithe and my offering. So in other words, you have not given to the priest. What have I signed you to give to the priest? The priest is a representative for me. The priest is to receive your tithes and your offering from me. When the priest receives it, I'm receiving it. When, the, when it's not given to the priest, it is not given to me. Because that was to sustain the priest because they did not have a portion in the land of Canaan. God was their inheritance. Are you seeing this? So when Paul said, I made you inferior, I don't want I don't want it to look like it's about money. That's what Paul said. I, I, I'm here to give you the word of the Lord. I'm here to uh, reveal Jesus to you. I'm, I'm here to, to manifest and demonstrate the signs of the apostle to you. So I'm, it's not about money. And so, therefore, I, I don't want the devil to trick you and manipulate you. And then he come back in 2 Corinthians and apologize. I did you wrong because I made you inferior. Will you forgive me? You are more inferior than all the other churches. You are more inferior. So when you and I cease to aid those people, or uh, let, let, I want to say aid. Let, let, let me put it this way. Watch this right here. When the children of Israel went into the land of Canaan, all of them was given land. Isn't that right? Yes, all of them were given land. And they were to farm their land. They were to eat from the land. They was the land was to sustain them. They had their own land. Now watch this right here. Now, just say uh, where I live, I got I'm on a corner. Uh, I live on a corner house, a corner, corner lot. So I got a person I live uh, next door to me to my right. Just say if uh, we farmed our land. The back of our yards. I got my yard. He got his yard. I sowed some crops. He sowed some crops. Now, what if I jumped the fence? I have a fence that's dividing us. I jumped this fence, and I took my seed, and I sowed my seed into his cultivated ground, land. Now, when it came for harvest, and I go over, jump the fence, and try to reap the harvest, what you think he going to say? What are you doing on my land? What you doing, what you doing with my crops? Well, I sow seed, it's, it, but it's, the crops is really mine. I, I sow seed into your land. He said, but it's my land. Even if you sow seeds, it's my land. It don't belong to you. So you sow seeds into my land illegally. But whatever come up on my land is mine. I didn't tell you to sow seeds in my land. Well, what will make my crop legal? By me sowing seeds into my own land. God has given all of us land to sow seed into. You know who your land is? Your covering. Your pastor. And that's why the majority, so many folks are going to stay broke, because they refuse to do the word of God. It's not magic. It's not magic. He said, but my pastor don't need anything. You know, my pastor blessed. You don't sow 
into your pastor because your pastor needs something. You sow into your pastor because you need something. Your pastor is your land that God has given to you. Paul was the land for the Corinthian church to sow into. Paul was it. He rejected to take an offering, so therefore he made the people inferior. The land became inferior. The Corinthians became inferior because he was giving them spiritual, but he was not reaping their, uh, or receiving their carnal. I'm trying to assist you and aid you that you start this year off right and break the back of the devil. And if you've been, if you, if you uh, uh, have been manipulated from these principles, and I know it got to be God. This gentleman, I came on here to talk about 2013, the word of the Lord that came forth on last night. But I believe there's going to be a great transfer in the wealth manifested. It already started with me. Transferring the wealth. God has opened up a door that no man can close. But you gotta you gotta live these things. And I've been living this here since I've been saved. I'm not mispentized since I've been saved. I've been saved over thirty some years. About close about thirty five years. My wife and I. My children is great tithe payers, offering givers, priestly seed givers. And the spirit of God and the grace of God on me and my wife is on our children. I never have to worry about it. Do you pay your tithe? That's that's so elementary for my family. That's so elementary. Matter of fact, they, they end up giving all the money away. That's how they operate. Give it all away. I'm going to show you a principle here. Listen. Going back to the land thing. So my if I sow see into my neighbors, into my neighbors uh 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 um cultivated field and the crops come up, I I don't have a right to the crop even though I sold seed, but I sold seed illegally. Now why are you talking about illegal seed? I'm gonna give you give let me show you something. Some of you all are so out of order and don't even know it. I believe you just don't know. See you 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 can't do better if you don't know better. And that's why I believe the Lord is uh, is speaking and articulating this to me tonight because he's setting you up for a blessing. He wants you to get everything in divine order. Now, watch this right here. As we begin to understand this right here, some of you all sow more seed into other people's land than your own land. Some of you, let me ask you this question. I, 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 before I, I make this, this statement, how many of you? And don't 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 not let the devil manipulate your mind tonight. But how many of you have given more money to the televangelist than your own pastor? How many you've given to the telephone? And it's nothing wrong with the telephone. I don't done it. I can't count the times. But nobody should ever receive a greater offering than your own pastor. But you can say there's uh, there's there's a hundred people who give a thousand dollars. If you have given a thousand dollars on television but never gave your pastor a thousand dollars, it's hypocrisy. You're telling God I'm not grateful, I'm not appreciative of the land that you gave me. Is this biblical? Well, 
Who's the father of faith? Abraham. What did God say about Abraham when he ended the covenant with Abraham? He said, I will bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. All of us have an Abraham that we are to bless. And God said, I will bless those that bless you, Abraham. And I will curse those that curse you, Abraham. Are, are you hearing me? Dr. Brown, Bishop Hammond, is my Abrahams. I sow into every month. Every month. Without fail. I don't care how tight things is. How I have not failed to honor the, the, the Most High God by sowing into the land that he has provided for me. And notice what the scripture says. God said, Abraham, I will bless those that bless you. Now notice he said, Abraham, those that bless you, bless them back. No. God said, Abraham, whoever bless you, I am responsible for blessing them. Is that maybe a reason why you are not experiencing the abundance of God? It's because you have not blessed your Abraham so God can turn around and legally bless you back. So God God, God have no legal right. He have no legal right. When you sow into your Abraham, it put a demand on heaven to bless you. It put a demand on heaven to bless you. Are you hearing the Holy Ghost tonight? So it's not magic. We make it magic. And we go to we go to conferences and meetings, uh, and we love prophetic meetings. And the Lord says, uh, "Can I get five people? They're giving a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. We prophesy to their life, whatever the case may be. You bring that thousand, but you never gave your pastor a thousand. You're out of order. You're out of order. And that's not only for the lay people; that's for the pastors as well. Every pastor needs a pastor." Every pastor needs a pastor. You're out of order. So where are you located in the equation? Where are you located tonight in the equation? Have you positioned yourself for God to move exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you're able to answer thing? Have you positioned yourself that, that the curse can be broken off of you because you are sowing into the land the land that God has given to you, that God can turn around and rebuke the locust, the canker worm, the caterpillar, and the plumber worm from off of your harvest. Because now God is responsible for protecting your harvest. Are oh, you hearing the Holy Ghost tonight, ladies and gentlemen? May I tell you, the Holy Ghost is going to turn this whole thing around. And I'm turning around, uh, planning on. Uh, sharing uh, 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 concerning this this powerful move of God we experienced last night. And I get on the first um, broadcast of the year, and God now is talking about this this thing about first fruits and tithes and offering because of the transfer and the wealth that he's setting you up to receive. You want to know one of the, one of the most fascinating things about the Philadelphia church? That's the only church. Uh, that God did not give a rebuke to. The only church that God did not give a rebuke to. And what's fascinating about it, it's not magic. Notice what he says here. 
Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. And the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, which is Jesus. He who is true, true, which is Jesus. He who uh, has the key of David, which is Jesus. Jesus has the key to the messianic kingdom. Key represents authority. It's the key, the authority of the messianic kingdom, the authority of David. He who opens them and no one shuts. Who opens with he? He, Jesus, has the key to open. And no one, it said no one. The devil can't shut what God, Jesus, opened. Demons cannot shut what Jesus opened. No man, woman, boy, and girl can shut what Jesus opened. And shuts and no one opens. What Jesus closes, no one has the power to open it. Not the devil, not demons, no man, woman, boy, and girl. Uh, 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 are you getting this? Then he go to verse 8 says, I know your works. Do you think that we catch God by surprise? Do you think that you and I go unnoticeable? He says, verse 8 here, notice what he says, I know your works. I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. Are you understanding what he just said? Because you have been faithful, because you've been consistent, I know your works of faithfulness. I know your works of loyalty. I know your works of commitment. I know your works of dedication. I know, I see it. When you wanted to quit and give up, the pressure on you to quit, people leaving you, people doing this, people lying on you, and you still did not quit. You still prayed. You still sought my face. You still praised me. You still worshiped me. He said, because of that, I'm opening up a door. Because you've been faithful, I have set an open door before you. And no one is going to be able to shut it. For you have a little strength. You have kept my word and have not denied my name. In the midst of hell, you kept my word. In the midst of hell, you did not deny my name. When it looked like everybody around you was prospering and you was on an island by yourself, don't you, know, don't, don't you think, do you not know that I saw it? I know your works. You have not done anything to catch me by surprise. I know your works. You kept my word when it looked like there was no reason to keep my word. You hoped against hope when there was no reason, natural reason, to continue to hold on to my word because all natural resources dried up. But you stayed true to my word. You stayed loyal to me. You stayed loyal to my name. He said, because um, you stayed true to my word and because you was loyal to me, you did not quit. You did not give up. You did not turn coward. You did not faint. He said, I have set before you an open door and no one can Close it, baby. I'm telling you, this is my due season set time. What about yours? Do you know what an open door means? An open door says the opportunity is available. It's there. 
take advantage of it. I believe everything in your hand touched town. Because the door has been opened, everything in your hand touched is going to turn into gold. Because he has the key of David. He the one that has unlocked the door and opened the door. He the one has opened it, but nobody can close it. This is your season of an open door, baby. The devil can't close it. Demons can't close it. Man can't close it. Woman, but you've got to get everything in divine order. Have you been faithful to his word? Have you been faithful in, uh, in your first fruits, your tithes, your offering? Have you been faithful to your man of God, your woman of God? The land that God provided for you to sow into for God to bring a harvest to you? Not the man, not the woman. See, the ground is only designed to receive the seed. But God calls it to grow. God calls it to increase. Life comes from God. But our problem is we look at the ground that God has given unto us. He said, the ground you gave, you don't need nothing. The power is not in what the ground needs. The power is in what you need. You need. I'm just crazy enough to believe that word. And listen to me. And I do understand the warfare. I do understand the warfare in the mind. I just shared this with someone uh, recently. Uh, I remember we was really going through here in Panorama. And one of the requirements of uh, of uh, Bishop Hammond is he want all of his ministers to be at the conference, the major conference they have once a year in the month of October. Uh, I believe in being obedient. If I can't make it it's because of something major has taken place, or whatever the case may be, but I believe in being obedient and submitted to authority. That's 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 the being faithful to the word as well, ladies and gentlemen. So I went there when uh, uh, was at the conference and and they was taking up an offer of Bishop Hammond's birthday. And as soon as they asked for an offering, that devil started talking to my mind. See, I knew how it worked. I've been there. The problem is we don't know how to, the majority of people don't know how to talk to the devil. And the devil said, "Here you going through? They taking up an offering for him. Have there anybody from?" The office have ever called you and said, is there anything we can do for you? Do you need any help? Do you need any assistance? That devil was talking to my mind. He said, Bishop Hammond got to be a millionaire. And look at you challenge. You're going through at this present time. And he got, he got churches literally in every continent of the world. Thousands of preachers. Can you imagine what kind of finance he's getting? And then from time to time they email you and say, uh, 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 could you assist us during this particular time, whatever the case may be? We've been challenged here. But, but do you think if you emailed them, they would send you some money? That's how the, I'm telling you, listen, ladies and gentlemen, this is how that devil talked to you. I had to report them strongholds down, cancel the imagination down, say, you lying devil. I wrote the man that got a check for $1,000. Couldn't afford it. But this is how you shut the devil's mouth, by doing the word of God. Whose voice are you going to listen to? But that's where the devil tricked the majority of people. And Bishop Hammond have a street, Hammond Avenue, I think it is, a boulevard, right next to the church. 
and basically all his family members live on, on this particular street, and all of them basically brand-new homes. You see all of that and say, well, they need my money, but I need some money. They need to be giving me some money. I don't even have an uh, uh, avenue, name after me, McKenzie Avenue, and all of my family members live on, on, on this street, brand-new houses. Oh, that devil knew how to set you up for a fall. I don't care anything about Bishop Hammond and Hammond Avenue and all the houses that's on there, his sons and daughters and grandchildren. Praise the most high God that I'm covered by someone who's blessed. I'm in relationship with someone who is blessed. And my blessing doesn't come from Bishop Hammond sowing into me. My blessing comes from me sowing into Bishop Hammond, Dr. Brown. Are you getting this, ladies and gentlemen? And so, therefore, God will test you for years to see if you be true to his word. Will you be a lawyer to his word? Will you be true to his name? Because he's preparing an open door for you that nobody's going to be able to close. Opportunities that will blow your natural mind because he's rewarding you with an open door. He's rewarding you with an open door. God said, I know your works. It doesn't get by God. I'm, and, and what I love about God, even when you have made a mistake, but when you get back up and continue to press towards him, the will of God, ladies and gentlemen, God honors that more than a person quitting on him. God hate quitters. God hate quitters. But a man that get knocked down and get back up, it reveals that man's faith, that woman's faith. I know I don't went beyond my time. But I'm going to finish this right here up. He honors you. So if you have failed, you missed it, and you're still alive, that's the love of God. He's granting you repentance tonight. Repent. I ask God to forgive you. And if you repent, that means you'll change your mind. You're getting ready to do the right thing now. Saying you repent and don't do nothing, you have not repented. Repentance is action. Repentance is not something you say. I repent. It's not something you say. It's something you do. Because what you do reveals that your mindset has changed. You are no longer thinking the way you thought. Now you're going to do the right thing now. Because light has come. And now what has been held up can be released to me. Because I'm willing to do the right thing. God has set an open door. Don't be afraid, ladies and gentlemen. Leaders, don't be afraid of money, of this realm, things and stuff. You and I serve the Creator. You and I are sons and daughters of the Creator. You and I are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. He always put a demand on your stuff in order for him to become your source. I'm going to say it again. He always put a demand on your stuff. For him to become your source. Supernatural aid. Supernatural help. Supernatural assistance. Supernatural opportunities. It'll never happen. Until you really give it the natural. For him to become. Your supernatural assistant. Your supernatural help. Your supernatural provider. When Abraham was willing to give up Isaac. He said stop. Now I know you won't withhold any good thing from me. With blessings, I will bless you as the stars uh, uh, in the heavens and the uh, sand upon the seashore. 
Do God have your heart? If God have your heart, he have your money. If he have your money, he have your heart. If he have your heart, he give you his heart. Ladies and gentlemen, God loves you affectionately. And he wants you, wants to position you to be able to receive the transference of the wealth. It all belongs to God. God did not create the wealth of this world for Satan and his cohorts and the satanic and demonic agents, but for his sons and daughters of the Most High God. And so therefore, 2013 is supposed to be a negative connotation, but you all got the revelation of it at the beginning of the broadcast. It's going to be dynamite, glorious. God is going to be ready to show himself strong on your behalf. Look for it every day, especially January, March, June, November. Those are the specific dates, that uh, uh, months that God has spoken to me. And that may be something else for you, but I'm going to tell you what my, where I'm, what, what, my, what my mindset is. Every month, every month, but those are the months that God is going to show up and show out exceedingly abundantly above all I'm able to ask or think, but every month. Because the power is in me, not in the month. I will make the month. You will make the month because the greater one lives on the inside of you. So the, the, the month will be great because you are great. So therefore, if you have been out of order in your first fruits, your tithes, and your offering, repent, get it right, get to your leader, ask your leader to forgive you, and get back in alignment. Your leader wants to see you blessed. I don't think there's a leader of life that's have any, if they're in their right mind, they do not find a demonic oppression. They want to see every one of their members blessed. They want to see every one of their members prosper. I really do. I really want to see the people that God has graced me to shepherd. I want to see them all blessed. I want to see them all multimillionaires. I want to see them all with brand new homes and brand new cars and, and whatever the case may be, this, this stuff that's in this realm. But more than anything, I want them to love the Lord with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength and love their neighbor as their self. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I know I'm way over my time uh, tonight. Uh, this uh, uh, We do have two hours, and I just had uh, George to put it back on the two hours because sometimes we may run late and then it automatically cut off. So, But we we will keep it down to an hour. But just give me space if Lord want to say something and go over an hour, a little over an hour, we can do that because we do have a two-hour window on each one of these broadcasts, but there will be an hour segment except for on Saturdays unless we have a lot of prayer requests on Saturday. But once again, this has been your host. Now, listen, uh, those of you that do not know that want to join us on our last Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday prayer line, uh, that's the last Monday of every month, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, at 5.30 a.m. in the morning. Uh, well, you want to join us in prayer, intercession warfare. We've been having some powerful times uh, uh, on the prayer line. Uh, the number is 7, area code 712-432-3900, 712-432-3900. The code is 2873-81-POUND, 2873-81-POUND. And we do have a playback number if you want to call, uh, uh, call, um, call back and pray along with us. And the playback number is Erico 712-432-3903, 712-432-3903. And the same code. Uh, we do have references for each one of the prayer lines. You can go to our website 
and you can get those those reference numbers on that Monday, that Tuesday, or that Wednesday, and you can call it and pray along with us. And I believe if you do that, that you'll experience the same grace and anointing that's on that line. It'll flow in your life. And whatever God has articulated in prayer, intercession, warfare, particularly Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it'll be released in your life, in your family life, your children life, your marriage, your business, your finances, your health. And uh, and you will uh, have all of the people that's on that line will be joining their faith with you once you get on that line and begin to pray that prayer. So our website address is ejmpcc.com, ejmpcc.com. Also, if you desire a prayer request, uh, have a prayer request, you can always go to our website as well. We do have a link for prayer requests. We get those. You just put your information, what you need prayer for, and we will be warned for you, battling for you, and praying with you. Once again, this has been your host, uh, Dr. E.J. McKenzie. Once again, I want to let you know I really do count a pleasure to serve you. I really enjoyed you. Uh, on last year, uh, it was only uh, three months, I think, we started. And we went over, I thought, I Scott, forgive us, about 2,000 uh, hits uh, by December the 31st. And we, uh, I haven't looked at it uh, since, but I know we was way over 4,000. Uh, and it's not 4,000, I'm going to say 12,000 um, the last time I looked at it. And I was shocked uh, we had that many hits uh, in the last three months. So uh, tell your family and friends all over the nation about us, join us. We're here for you. We're here to serve you. We're here to be a blessing to you. We're here to bring you life. We're here to bring you light. We're here to bring the revelation of the heart of the mind of God. We want to see you prosper in the kingdom of God. We want to see you blessed in the kingdom of God. We want to see you healed, delivered, and set free in the kingdom of God. You are precious in the sight of the Lord. And we love you. We thank God for you. So until tomorrow at, no, 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 today, Tuesday, until yeah, tomorrow, Wednesday, Kathy and I will be coming together as a couple. We do it at one, 1 o'clock every Wednesday. Uh, Kathy and myself uh, sharing the areas of relationship. Thursday, uh, she have a, uh, uh, her own uh, broadcast dealing with women issues, uh, and that will be every Thursday at uh, 1 p.m. Then Saturday, we'll be back at 12 noon, 12 to 2 or 12 to 1. depends on uh, how much uh, prayer people want, uh, and we're there to be a blessing to you. So call your family and friends and join us and uh, so we can be a blessing to you. I love serving. I have a heart. I love being a blessing, and I really love it. And uh, anything that God can uh, has graced me with, I want to give it to you. So uh, once again, Happy New Year, and let this be one of the greatest years that you ever experienced. God bless you. Love you and appreciate you.